Grand Risings Love Bugs. It's 9.52 a.m. Today is Monday, April 3rd. We're going to get back into this self-knowledge 101. We're going to continue with the last part for Scorpio and Scorpio placements. Um, I don't remember if I said it or not, but I don't do any readings on the weekend. I enjoy my life. So there's that. But let's go ahead and tap back into this. This will be the last part of Scorpio. And then we're going to move on to cancer energies and cancer placements. Okay. Okay. So Scorpios, when it comes to the houses in your chart, because I believe on the last one, we broke down the different planets and what that stood for and what it looked like if you had that placement in your chart. Um... And then I think we broke down gifts because Neptune deals with a lot of gifts, hidden gifts that you have that you might not know about. And a lot of those gifts are in dream time or they're in reality, but they look a certain way. I think that's what we left off with. So now we're going to get into the houses. So if you still have your birth chart, whether you screenshotted it or you're on your page looking at it, um, the houses come after you're done. So after you see North Node and you scroll down some more, you should see um, Roman numerals. And it should say Sun and it'll have like Roman numerals next to it. Moon, Roman numerals. Or if it doesn't have that because other charts are different, it'll have the Roman numerals and then a um, zodiac sign. So if you have like first house in Scorpio, then it'll have the Roman numeral of one, or it'll say one A S C, which is ascending. Ascending and rising is like similar, very much similar. Um, your rising sign, your north node, your ascendant. Um, sometimes they could be different, or sometimes they could be the same. It all depends. But it's basically like um, the energy that you're going into so the energy you're going to end up being as you grow into yourself spiritually i remember i told you guys that about north node so you can start off and be a scorpio sun but your north node is cancer so the energy you're going to grow into in this lifetime if your north node is cancer you're going to grow into being a family man or a family woman being a devote mother or father husband you know wife like that type of stuff you know more family oriented um you know things like that so that's what that means pretty much um now with the first house in scorpio this has to do with your rising sign your ascendant so you'll see it on your chart it'll say roman numeral one asc and then whatever zodiac sign is associated with that if it's Scorpio, this has to do with your image and your first impressions to people. So your image is very important to you, Scorpio. A lot of people with this placement really like to look good, dress good, you know, feel good, smell good. They like to present themselves in a certain way. Um, some of them have like a darker energy around their aesthetic. You might like to wear darker colors. Um, kind of just mysterious, like... You could be into different brands that people probably never heard of before. It's not the typical brand. Or you're just into creating your own look, your own fashion sense. You're very fashionable. Um, it's like also dealing with your image. So like your public, public image, how you come off to people is very mysterious like that as well. 
but it's like this is what pulls them in you know what i'm saying like you can notice that a lot of people are attracted to you just because they can't quite put a finger on what you are what you like how you move and it's like oh that's sexy let me come towards you because I want to know more <laughs> so it's like you can kind of like will people in like what's that called like a fish on a hook like you you're pulling people in because you're natural you're like naturally sexy you're like naturally ooze mystery and you know people like to solve mysteries so they try to come in and solve you but it's like you guys only tell them what you want to tell them so you know it, it just depends on if they can get close enough to you and be your partner or your friend or somebody that you actually see that you can trust then they'll probably learn more layers you know of the Scorpio because there's many layers to you guys but your first image is like that like you come off like oh that person smells good oh they can dress Ooh, this, ooh, that. Like, I like their fashion sense. They're mysterious. Um, very alluring. Very sexy, you know? Not gonna lie. Um, but then, not everybody's attracted to that either. So, you can notice if people just are not your thing. If they don't come towards you like that. Because it's like, some people don't like to solve mysteries. You know what I'm saying? But... There's some people that are like, yes. And they can also tell, like, you're naturally intuitive. Like, you're naturally observant. They kind of pay attention to how you are, and that's how you come off. That's your first house, especially when you have it in that placement. Your second house is involving your personal finances, your material, your emotions, and your emotions um, involving money, okay? Okay. Meaning, you don't like to tell nobody about your fucking money. You don't like to tell nobody about where you park, your money moves, how much money you have in the bank, how much money you got in your savings, how much you spent on this car, this house, this place, this land, your shoes, nothing. You don't want to tell them nothing. That is your, those are your emotions with Scorpio in the second house. You don't like to tell nobody shit. And I feel like, you know, if, even if you don't have these placements in these certain houses, but you're just like a Scorpio sun, nine times out of ten, this is why. Or if, like, you have a moon sign um, or a Mercury sign in Scorpio, this is how you can come off, too, where you're very selective with your communication and um, the things you care about, your emotions and stuff like that, your material possessions, even, like, um, your children, your wife, your husband, your personal life, your sex life, you are very, very secretive and private about that. You don't want to talk about that at all, okay? But this is involving money. Um, it's like a mystery around your money. Like, some people may not even know what you do for work. <laughs> like, they're like, what does this person do? I mean, obviously, if they're like a co-worker of yours or a colleague or something, obviously. If you're like in like a big mainstream brand or something, obviously, but it's like, for the most part... You don't tell them shit. And it's just like, I just know this person has a lot of money. Or I just know this person um, is very hard worker, but they don't know what the fuck you do. They don't know no side hustles you do. It's just like a mystery. <laughs> and you like to keep it that way. You do not like letting people in on the things you care about and the things that's closest to you. And I can say that money is one of the things that you really do care like deeply about. 
when you have Scorpio in the third house, um, this involves communication, transportation, community, siblings, co-workers, classmates. So this is pretty much how you feel about these things. Um, you're very intuitive when communicating and um, and it's dealing with, um, you know, when it involves like your community, your siblings, co-workers, classmates. Um, you're very intuitive. You make connections based off your intuition, your gut feelings, how you feel about this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially when getting to know new people. So you could have been in school when it involves classmates. You could have been one of those more quieter ones that was just kind of observing how the class works. Um, you could have been friends with a class clown or friends with somebody that was a little bit more out there and boisterous and, you know, living out loud you know basically but um you're one of those classmates that's just kind of also mysterious you could have wore for certain people you could have wore a lot of black growing up like me um I don't have this placement but I do have Scorpio on my chart so up until the lady that raised me um would be like you need to put more colors in your wardrobe. I still would have been probably wearing all black or mostly black, majority black or dark gray and stuff like that. Um, so there's that. But, like, you could have came off goth or you just wore a lot of dark colors, you know. Um, when it comes to coworkers entering a new job, um, you're very mysterious as well. You like to get in work, do your job. People probably just like, oh, yeah, you know, they see a very slight version of you. Like, they're like, oh, this person's cool. This person likes this, like that. You don't talk about the shit you really care about. You can read their minds and read their energy. And you can tell, okay, you're going to talk about very nonchalant things that still has nothing to really do with your personal life because interpersonally you're like yeah no you don't need to know my business so you guys like if you're a man or something shit I like football and shit too so I would probably talk about football there's some women that like that too but for the most part for the men if you got to a new job or something like that and you guys are in a break room and people are trying to pick a conversation with you nine times out of ten you're the type that probably wants to eat alone <laughs> and kind of just be in your own little bubble, listen to music, or just be on your phone and just be in your own space. If somebody does come up to you and talk to you with this Scorpio in the third house, you're probably the type of person that will observe their energy and listen to what they're saying and talking about. And since you have such a variety of um, topics and interests you're into and you know a lot, you have a, no a lot of knowledge, you're probably... Um, pick their brain about or not really pick their brain but like talk to them about what they're talking to you about like mirroring that so your communication styles is very selective so if they're like oh yeah you see the Jets versus the Packers and you're like yeah that game was da da da, -da. like oh yeah such and such and such like Aaron Rodgers or blah 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 you know like you would have just kind of oh my favorite this and this player and that player and oh you see the draft and it would have been like you know, yeah, that Super Bowl was whacker. You would have really just like make it really just vague and just basic in general, and you know, just the whole conversation. But in real life, you're probably like in your head, like I don't want to talk to you, but since we work together, I'll communicate. You know, if it's a woman, you're talking about whatever the fuck because women talk about a lot of different things but it's still very basic very vague because they don't you don't want them to know 
what your true interests are and you just don't want nobody in your business <laughs> but it's like you're good at communication you can but it's still mysterious because it's like that person probably leaves the conversation thinking damn I really still don't know shit about this person <laughs> I just know that they were able to keep up with the topics I'm talking about but it probably will get quiet until that person brings up something else to talk about and you're just like yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in your head, you're like, motherfucker, shut up. Like, <laughs> with your siblings, you're the one that it comes off a little bit more mysterious, obviously. Um, but I feel like you're also a certain way when you communicate with your siblings. You want to know all their business. You want to know everything. If you're a big brother, big sister, you want to protect your little siblings and stuff. And you will hurt or ride or die for them. But you want to know every little detail, so you'll probably entice them to um, speak about their situations, their spouse, you know, school, whatever, whatever, and make sure that they're protected, they're safe, give them good advice. But then they're like, bro, like, sis, like, who are you talking to these days? And you're like, you know, it is what it is. Or you just kind of, like, brush it off and be like, I ain't really fuck with nobody. Or you'll still be very private even with your siblings. So your siblings don't even know what's going on with you. Even if y'all both grow up in the same household or anything like that. They're like, yeah, I don't know much about my brother. (laughs) Or I don't know much about my sister. Like, you know, if there's like a person of their friends or someone has a crush on you, they wouldn't be able to tell this person, oh, yeah, my siblings like this, like that, because there's certain things or certain interests that you're into that they don't even know about. So you're just very, very private. In your community, you could be very involved. You can help people in your community. Um, you can be, like, um, into charity or fundraising or just helping people out. If they have um, an event or... Um, like, it's people that you care about. You're supported. If there's a basketball game, a graduation, a wedding, or, you know, something like that, you'll go and uh, support them in it. But, baby, if it's something of yours, unless you invite people to do it and you're a little bit more out there, you're very selective about that, too. And if you do have events that are, like, bigger, you're going to invite people that you're most personally, interpersonally connected with. It ain't going to be no big-ass thing. Like, you might not even want a big-ass wedding unless you have a big-ass family and you fuck with your family. You know, shit like that. But when it comes to them, oh, yeah, you go out and support them and stuff. But, oh, child, y'all are just so secretive. <laughs> um, and transportation, too. I feel like um, you guys like sleek you like sexy you like cars that look good you can really have a thing with fast cars and stuff like that too i know that um has to do with me as well um with having scorpio on my chart um i love fast cars like v8 engine v12s i love it i think the slowest car i had was like a v6 and that's still pretty fast um and I got that because I was like, I'm a mom now. I got to slow down. But I had like Lexus and G6 and different cars throughout my um, lifetime so far. And they've all been pretty fast um, or have big engines or big bodies. Or like when it comes to your car, your car speaks on your wealth. Like I don't feel like even if you had like a little 
A to B type situation car, it's still a really nice car. It's still like, okay, you can tell that person puts money into it, they invest in it. I don't feel like you pulled up in no bucket, you pulled up in no hoopty or no, you know, little shit like that. It's like, no, your shit is going to match your fly in some type of way. Even if it was back in the day when you got your first car, you probably saved up a good amount of money to get a nicer first car versus you trying to rush and keep up with your friends and stuff and get something that's a little rinky-dink. It still runs, but it's like, nah, I'll I'll wait (laughs) and get something that I really want. You know what I'm saying? That's how you guys come off. (laughs) When it comes to the fourth house with Scorpio, this involves your home and your family and your relationship with your mother. So, um... This can be really deep. Um, I feel like it depends on, of course, your upbringing. But when you look into it, you can find out your relationship with your mother in this fourth house has to do with um, how this mother comes off. Sometimes what you have in Scorpio in your fourth house can mean also that your mother has Scorpio in her chart somewhere as well. So when you see different signs like that, sometimes um, the placement that you see in your fourth house could have to do with a placement that's in your mother's chart somewhere so even if um even if you have scorpio in the fourth house it not all the time has to do with you it has to do with your home family and upbringing and who raised you especially your relationship with their mother i can't remember my fourth house off bat but i do remember my fourth house um when i looked into it when I first started studying charts, and it had to do with my relationship with my mother. Um, Like I said on episodes ago before, if you listen to my episodes of Kidnapped as an Infant and stuff like that, the lady that I grew up thinking was my mother was not my biological mother. So it's still hard for me to try to say, like, oh, she's not my mom, because I was grown up for, like, 20-something, like, 26, 27 years, 28, 29 years thinking that this was my biological mother you know so um I think in when I actually read it when I looked it up because if you type in google you type in fourth house whatever that sign is if there's some trauma there or some sneaky shady shit or something like that um it'll be you'll be able to find it in this house when you google it so i think when i did i can't remember the placement but i i seen that it said something based on um molestation or something due to the neglect of a mother and i was molested as a child i'm able to comfortably talk about it because i'm healing through it i'm still healing through it but it's like i'm not um some people it's like hard to bring up you know um i brought it up to her and she tried to act like she didn't know the fuck I was talking about. But if something happened like that to you and you can't remember, if you Googled fourth house in whatever, it'll bring up those situations where there was a really good loving home, um, whether your mom was attentive, the person that likes to go on road trips, shop, this or that, have addictions, anything like that, it'll pop up in there. So I would actually refer you to look up on Google your fourth house because it'll tell you more details about what I can. I'm just going to give you the general overview. Um, But this involves your home and family life. So there could be a lot of mysteries. If you have um, 
Scorpio in your fourth house. There's a lot of mysteries involving your home, your family that you grew up with. There could be a lot of secrets, family secrets. Um, you know, maybe you're adopted and they never told you. Or maybe um, there was, you know, something traumatic that happened that nobody tells anybody. Or it's like something like that. Or maybe your mom was a certain way. If she was a Scorpio, she could have been a certain way towards you. Or she could have had a certain uh, mouth on her or made you feel a certain way. Or um, it's like darker aspects of this type of situation in this house in particular so this is not going to be like oh yeah your mom was all rainbows and butterflies and made cupcakes for everybody in school with scorpio in the fourth house placement when you look that up on google you might find darker aspects of your parents of your mother in particular that you probably never knew before or it was hidden or it was a mystery to you or if you even thought to ask about it she was not going to admit to it or bring it up or something like that um, other things that's in the family, like, you know, some people have um, pedophiles in the family. Some people have molestation happen in the family. Some people have violence happen in the family, domestic violence, um, things like that. That'll come up, too, if there's anything. Um, and then not everybody will um, actually have everything on the checklist, like boom, 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 boom. But if you Google fourth house Scorpio, if this is your placement, you'll see if you had a very estranged relationship with your mother or you guys were very catty or like she will say words to you and it will really cut deep and hurt. And even if she realized it or not, it's like, you know what I'm saying? This is that placement. So this particular um, house will tell you if there's like deep seated, deep rooted traumas. Um, and mysteries that is going on in a family that you're probably too young to know about before or they probably didn't want you to know about before or anything like that. Try to keep secrets away from you. Um, that'll be there. So as a general overview, that's going to be personalized to everybody. But if you have this placement in Scorpio with your first house, I just want to prepare you before you Google that and look into it. It's probably going to trigger some stuff where you have to heal your inner child. I'm not going to hold you. Like, I can't remember what the hell my fourth house is, but I know it's not Scorpio. But whatever it is, um, it has some traumas for me in there, too. Because, honestly, like, I was so young when that molestation stuff happened. I kind of forgot certain things, and I carried on certain fears or triggers um, throughout my lifetime with different boyfriends or different people around or when people stayed with me, roommates or whatever. And I didn't understand why I was like that, like, you know? And then as I got older and I'm looking into it, I'm like, oh, that's why I did this as a kid because now I remember somebody touched me. So I remember, okay, my defense was to do this. This is why I acted a certain way. If somebody would, like, trigger my energy, it's not nothing against them. It's because my subconscious was trying to protect me because I have a very, very, very vague memory of this and that happened. So when I started to look into this chart, um, you can do a lot of shadow work and healing from that. So just to give you a heads up, if you have this placement in Scorpio, you're probably going to have to do some inner child work. Some of you guys might have to do some therapy or, you know, counseling or something like that if it's really, really dark. And it's going to 
bring it up. And then if you try to ask this parent or ask people about it, it may trigger something as well. Because they're like, how the fuck you know that? Like, when I asked her um, about me being left alone with other people and being molested and stuff, she tried to pretend she didn't remember it. But I know she fucking remembered it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, or she tried to act like she thought it was safe. And I'm like, how did you think that leaving me here with this person would be safe? Or... Even, like, the relationship with the dude I thought was my dad my whole life. He left me alone with people that he got touched by when he was a kid. So he knew what was going on, but you still did it anyway. So that kind of shit came up because that's involving family and home. When I looked into my fourth house, so I just want to pre-warn you and trigger warn you to be prepared when you Google that that not everything's going to be butterflies and rainbows when it involves the home, the family, relationship with mother, um, with this particular placement in Scorpio and fourth house, okay? I'm going to pause it here, and then I'm going to get back to it. Okay, we're back. So, we're going to get into the fifth house. And, of course, when it comes to the houses, I want y'all to actually, like, look them up yourself. Shit, look up everything I teach you yourself so you can see, like, I'm not one. I'm not the type of person where it's like, I'm going to teach you. And my word is just, like, everything. Like, look the shit up. I always encourage people to look the shit up. Like, I do a lot of my studying and stuff. So, you'll see a lot of stuff I say is facts i'm not gonna speak it if it ain't facts but i'm giving you the general overview so you can understand what you're looking at when you're looking it up and all those details and stuff will come in and um and it can go a lot deeper into it once you do look it up so but that one in particular that's very important to look up because you're gonna see like okay this is why it's a little darker and you're not just too surprised or shocked or like, oh my God, these people are horrible. It's like you probably already had a feeling this was going on or you knew some stuff or family gossip or whatever. But it's going to go into some very specific details and you're going to see why, okay? Your fifth house is involving your destiny, your blooming character, if you're artistic, your artistic talents. And this can also bring up pregnancy conception. So, um... When you look up your fifth house placement, if it's in Scorpio, it can talk about um, how you're going to end up getting pregnant. Or um, if you're a masculine, like how your person is going to end up getting pregnant, conceiving, okay? So, with your artistic talents, you may be really gifted musically um, with words. I feel like you could be a writer. You could write music. You could be a ghostwriter. Um, some of your artistic talents can involve, like, um, painting or it's something that you do expressively. Even if you don't, like, talk, you can do things expressively, like painting, drawing, sculpting, um, um, writing. I feel like a lot of communication, though, as well. Um, you can find out talents that you probably forgot you had or that you didn't know where they came from or why you were interested in it, you can find it there as well, okay? Um, some of you guys could have 
a artistic talent where it's like um it speaks your truth that's the way you express yourself so for some people you might not even talk much but you can write a song and express how you feel in that song you might not talk much or tell people much but you can paint a picture or draw a picture and that is how people tap into your mind with this scorpio placement in the fifth house this is how people are able to see how you think how you um feel through your artistic talents because you're so mysterious and secretive all the time it's like wow i don't really know much about my boyfriend until he writes me a song then i know he feels about me you know (laughs) or my girlfriend i don't really know much about her until she paints me a picture or she draws for me then i see what has been on her mind or you know how they feel um your pregnancy conception situation is going to involve it could involve something that is like a little mystery or it's like a miracle baby or it's like um sometimes it could say like it's unplanned or I don't know it's just like spare the moment um something like that (laughs) with this placement Scorpio in the fifth house it could be like there's mystery or 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 a secretive secretiveness around um conceiving um also it could speak on how you could be really protective of conceiving of your children your whole pregnancy or you know your spouse's pregnancy um y'all may take pictures and stuff but you're probably not going to post them on the internet um like you know that whole pregnancy journey and stuff you know some people document every single thing they got their babies on tiktok and youtube and stuff no that's probably just not going to happen with this placement in the fifth house um with scorpio because like i said they're already very private so if this has to do with something that's so precious and dear to them as their child they're gonna be mysterious about it you might not even know who the fuck their baby's mom is you know unless somebody else comes out about it like look at in a way kind of look at drake and his situation like until everybody in the world figured out who his son was adonis is like he was very secretive about that you know people didn't even realize it for a while that oh shit drake has a kid until the internet found out he's a celebrity so it's like it's a little bit more like it's hard to hide those kind of things people don't really know who his baby's mama is or her name or anything like that they didn't even know he was getting down like that you know he just popped out he had a baby (laughs) so it's like look at that as well i'm not saying he has fifth house placements with this but he is a scorpio son so it's like that's not nobody's business people just thought drake was drake and then now it's like oh drake has a kid wow i didn't know that i didn't even know he had a baby mom i thought he was dating this person i thought this was going on very mysterious surrounding that type of stuff and as you can see also another thing i was explaining is you on interviews and stuff with drake or different things you don't hear him really talking about a lot of things personally oh but baby in that music okay (laughs) he gonna express his feelings his heartbreak his um you know ups and downs and his love life and trust issues and stuff he gonna express all that in his music so that's what i mean by artistic talents it'll express what your artistic talent is whether it's writing drawing painting sculpting other things 
But with this Scorpio placement there, or if they have Scorpio sun or something, you'll see their emotions come out through their um, artistic talents. And I just use Drake as a reference because everybody knows he's a Scorpio because he let people know <laughs> very often in his music. <laughs> and that's why they're like, oh, you know, it seems like he's in his feelings, but it's like, no, he probably is not really in his feelings as much as people think he is. That's how he expresses them, though, artistically. So his music may come off like he's in his feelings 24-7 um, or, you know, he feels this way or he has these issues and stuff. But in real life, he probably don't express that. Like, he's probably not over here emotional and all that kind of stuff like that. He comes off very straight to the point about his money, about his bread. But when you listen to his music, you can hear, okay, he's been heartbroken. Yeah, he don't trust these bitches. Okay, that makes sense, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> That's a good um, way to explain it. But go ahead and look into that. Your sixth house is um, involving health, diet, routines, detox, remedies, physical limits. So, Scorpio, when it comes to having this placement, um, I feel like you even keep certain like you don't tell people your secrets that's it's like everything involving you is very mysterious so it's like you don't tell people if you're gonna fast you know how people just document everything in their life like i'm fasting and i'm juicing this weekend blah 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 blah. people might not even know you go to the gym unless they're your interpersonal family like you know your girl your man um your family your mom your dad your siblings, if they hit you up and be like, you know, can you come over? You're like, oh, yeah, I'll be over after the gym. But it's like, oh, when you start going to the gym, like, even that could surprise them. <laughs> but it's like you keep things to yourself. If you're on a smoothie detox or you drink smoothies all the time, you don't tell people your remedies. You don't tell people, yeah, I lift and bench this. It's like you don't care to brag about it. You just do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, your physical limits, I feel like... Um, this also has to do with like, um, hmm, how can I explain that one? Like limitations. So I feel like if you have this placement, you'll kind of dive into this health detox routines and stuff. If you notice, okay, if you're the type of Scorpio, cause there's some Scorpios that are unhealthy and they know they have unhealthy habits. But if they're mentally not going to train themselves to do better, then you can see limitations on their physical, meaning like they might have um, alcohol problems and they don't get past that. They don't detox. They don't have diets and stuff. So you might see them overeating or you might see them um, with alcoholism or, you know what I'm saying? So it's like if they don't have um limitations to anything they'll dive deep into that that is their routine so not all the time does it mean that this health diet routines detox not all the time does it mean that it's healthy sometimes it is healthy and if that's your vibe and you are like that health nut then you're going to be super particular about what you're putting into your body you're going to be super particular about um the food you eat you might not eat fast food you might eat a certain type of food and you're very selective with that and then there's some people that is like with this placement that will overeat or binge eat or um, over drink, over smoke. It's like whatever it's you're going to do is going to be to the extreme because um, 
Scorpios, that natural energy of a Scorpio is very extreme and intense. So whether it's good or bad with this placement, um, whether it's good or bad with this placement, it's going to be extreme. Okay. So if they're a health nut, they might be like, oh yeah, I put protein powder in my shakes and I do this and I fast for the first beginning of the, the, the day and you know, I only eat nuts and cheese for, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're super, like, health fanatic. And, oh, I look at everything. I don't eat this food, that food, no fast food. I look at every ingredient on the box. Like, it's super intense. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Like, with that placement, it's like, oh, okay. That person, you can notice, like, they're not the type of person that if y'all hungry and y'all moving around, you can just pull over to this place. This person might have, like, a meal prep or something that they bring to work or very like particular they might have not the, i don't want to say the same meal every day if you see them at work but it's going to be the same type of situation you know they might have water and in the morning you might see them with a smoothie you'll see it with a meal prep you'll never see them rushing and buying fast food like because that is that's no that goes outside of their routine and it's just not how they do you might be like oh let's go grab this and that and they're like nah i don't do that and they're gonna be a matter of fact about it like yeah no i don't drink i don't smoke i don't do this so there's no talking them into a drink after work if that's not in their routine they're not going to do it you know what i'm saying so they're very a matter of fact about that kind of stuff um now if they're kind of like on the other side of it and they're into unhealthy addictions or coping or anything like that then that routine will look a lot different they might binge drink they might drink as soon as they open their eyes in the morning and then again for lunch they might not eat they might not um eat breakfast lunch or dinner but they got a lot of alcohol on them they might not drink water at all they might be addicted to sodas so it's like whatever they are when it involves their health and their diet whether it's a good or bad diet they're going to be very extreme about it there's not an in-between so there's not like oh yeah i'll um i'll be a vegan vegetarian person and then i'm going to go ahead and eat so healthy and drink all these waters but then i'm going to go ahead and um i don't know like consume a bunch of frozen foods and processed foods because i'm having a girl's night or you know a guy's night out they're still gonna be the same way they are like i don't know how to explain it but it's like whatever they're into is gonna be very extreme um also with scorpio in this placement if they are more leaning towards the healthier side they do have a lot of um occult knowledge or ancient knowledge and wisdom about home remedies and detox and they can just naturally know this so they might not drink coffee but they might drink ginseng and ginseng is a natural herb um that gives you energy boost like instead of drinking coffee my dad told me that when i was younger um that could be their thing or um they might not like going to the doctors but they can whip up a tea or something like that that'll knock out all that mucus or unhealthiness out their body they might be really into um doing cleanses you know like sometimes even if it's not like remedies like that their home remedy might be okay i feel like i've been smoking too much weed and i'm getting lazy so they might be like you know hanging out with their friends they're like hey you want to hit hit this and they're like no i've been a little congested i smoke too many bagwoods i smoke too many blunts 
I'm about to go ahead and take a couple months off. And they're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to not smoke for six months. I'm not going to smoke for a year. And then when they're ready to smoke again, they'll smoke. But you can't talk them into it. Like, you know, some people, you'll still be around them and they still be smoking and shit. And sometimes they can talk them into, hey, bro, hit this. No. Get this shit out of my face. And you'll think that they never smoked before a day of their lives. But they're very a matter of fact about whatever routine or whatever diet they have, whether it's good or bad. They're very a matter of fact about it. And you can't switch them. You can't sway them or change their minds or anything. If they're the type of people that do not believe in over-the-counter medicines, like, shit, I don't. I don't use those anymore. And me and my child has not really been sick since COVID happened. Um, but... I'm a matter of fact about that. Like, again, I said, I don't have this particular placement, but I have Scorpio on my chart. So if people are like, oh, yeah, just give him Tylenol. I'm like, nah, I'm about to go to the store, get these herbs and mix it up for him. He'll be all right. You feel me? And like I said, we don't really get sick like that. So (laughs) it's like if it works for them, they're a matter of fact about it. I don't even feel like they will tell you unless they are like your partner or your family or your interpersonal. They might not tell you their secrets to life about the kind of things, but they have very ancient, ancient knowledge, especially if they're on like the more healthy side about how to keep their body in tone or there's certain workout routines that work for them or there's certain detoxes that work for them. And it could work for you too, but they're not going to just like post it online like everybody else is like, oh, make a smoothie with me this does this 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 and this they're not about to tell you that it's they're just gonna show you the after result of when they look good you know what i'm saying like that or if they're really into drinking and that's their routine they might have a favorite cocktail mix or something they're even though they do this all the time they're probably not going to post it and make it a big thing because they're very um selective about that kind of stuff right so that's kind of what that looks like you can go into more details and stuff um looking it up, but that's the general overview. Seventh house. Your seventh house has to deal with your cosmic plus one. So this has to do with soulmates, twin flame relationships, romantic partners, sex, pleasure, marriage contracts. Um, (laughs) With Scorpio in the seventh house, your cosmic plus one or your romantic partner is like, um, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, you're probably going to recognize that person's soul like before anything is i don't know if it's gonna be really a love at first sight type of situation but it's probably going to be like um like if you're drawn to that person infatuated with that person you find them attractive you're going to get to know everything about that person before you make your move, you know? You're going to get to know the good, the bad, the ugly because you want to know what you're getting yourself into because you take marriage contracts very seriously. Like, you probably have seen successful relationships and marriages and you've seen ones that failed. And obviously, you don't want that to happen to you. And you're already kind of guarded with this Scorpio placement being here. So, it's like... When it comes to that situation, you're going to make sure that person is everything you ever wanted and hoped for before you make a move. And you're more into having long-term relationships. You don't really like quick, short flings or, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't know. It's like that fuck buddy, side chick, side dude, like shit like that. It's not really your thing. I'm not saying you haven't done it before, but it's not your cup of tea. You know, you like longer term relationships and 
you know, you like to try to be with somebody and make it last with them, you know. And there's sometimes where it's like, you know, you could misjudge people. So you think you're going into it and maybe you learned that, okay, from having hurt before that I should have got to know somebody a little bit better before I committed to them because um, you like long term. So it's like one of the reasons that Scorpio in its placement is like you want to know all the mysteries to this person. You want to know and pick their brain about everything. And let's say in your younger days, you didn't do that. So you got hurt a lot. Moving forward, when you're getting older and you're thinking about marriage, you're going to make sure you know every single thing because it's like you don't want to feel that feeling again especially if you're like I want to propose to this person I want to you know be with this person you're gonna like I'm not gonna lie you might like play detective (laughs) with Scorpio in this seventh house you're gonna play detective with the person you want to marry so it's crazy because like now, say if people are into tarot and readings and stuff, obviously you are if you listen to my um, podcast, but say they're into that kind of stuff. Um, that person that you're um, wanting to be with and readings that they hear, they'll keep hearing like, you have a secret admirer, you have a secret admirer. And they're just like, who is this person? They can't even really pick up on the energy of who you are, but they just know, okay, somebody's secretly watching me or I have a secret admirer. Because you're going to admire them, but you're going to admire them for far and get to know every little nitty gritty detail about them before you be like, okay, I can see myself with this person forever. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, with Scorpio in the seventh house involving sex and pleasure, you probably like some very um, taboo shit. You might be into like the more rougher stuff. Um, you're very passionate, very loving, very deep you like to like probably make love or you know it's like yeah um you might be on that like 50 shades of gray type shit too with some sub and doms um you might like handcuffs whips change um going to the sex store like you know you might have a paddle it's like you know you're gonna kind of be into some shit that's a little different you might like um cosplay or um yeah cosplay like when y'all dress up and play role role playing things like that um, but I feel like when this person first meets you, they're not going to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's going to look at you and be like, hmm, that person's kink is this. Or I can tell this person likes to do bondage or, you know, I mean, unless they're also um, very intuitive and they can read energy. But the average person would not look at you and be able to tell that this is your kink because with Scorpio in this placement is very hidden, it's very mysterious. But they'll be like surprised when they actually get to know you and get in the bedroom with you. And it's like, oh shit, this person's kink is they have a foot fetish or they like to do this or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, damn. So then it's like a surprise and it's a whole little freaky escapade because they thought you were just one way, but you have this entire role-playing cosplay thing that you're into and you really get into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> So that could be that. Um, marriage contracts, it's like I'm in it for the long run. I want to like die with this person. You fall very deeply when you do fall in love. You take marriage very seriously. You take um, family and the family that you're building, like, very, very seriously. Um, 
and you're very intense about it. So you would probably hurt somebody, fuck somebody up if they threatened your child, um, your children, your spouse, whether it's male or female. You don't play that shit about who your um, destined partner is or who you, you know, want to bring in your life when it comes to marriage and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like with Scorpio on this placement, you probably don't even believe in um, divorce. You're like, Mm-mm, you're going to die with me. <laughs> like, this is this is it. So, yeah. <laughs> and you probably have past lives with this person as well. So it's like that mystery surrounding why you fell for them so hard or why you were secret admiring or like stalking them or um, detective work on them for all that time is because you recognize their soul, but you're trying to figure things out. You have to solve the mystery first. Like, how do I know them? And nine times out of 10, me being a reader and me being into all this type of occult things, you have a past life with this person, if not several. So that's why your souls are drawn to each other. That's why this person may come to your dream. That's why, you know, you're infatuated with them so much. It's because you know them, but it's like, with the Scorpio placement, you want to make sure that's that person. Because you like, shit, I have probably had a lot of past lives, but I want to make sure this is that person, you know? Like, <laughs> like some people just go based off just their feels, and they be like, I just know it. I didn't look into that person. I just know that's my person. You're like, Mm-mm, I'm going to make sure and check all the receipts and make sure this and that's going on. And because you know all about, like, once uh, how I said on the other one, like once you marry somebody, whether they have financial death, karmic debt, um, past life debt that they got to get through and healing, you want to make sure you're uh, fully agreeing with all the things they go through or they're going to go through. So you probably going to analyze people and make sure they're in good energy versus you seeing somebody going through some shit. You're not the type that's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to... um what's that word like stay down for the come up i'm not saying like if you're hustling and making money not like that but i mean like if this person has addictions and other things like that you'll probably be like i would rather have somebody healed because that's not what you're agreeing to you don't want that like you know what i'm saying you want somebody that's already healed already going through their thing already um abundant you know you might um marry into wealth or somebody that matches your wealth you know, stuff like that, because it's like you want to succeed. So, you know, some people be like fall in love with people that have addictions and codependency issues and shit like that. You're That's not you. Mm, that's just not. <laughs> you're just, you're going to study enough to make sure, study them enough to make sure, okay, this is, I know what I'm getting myself into versus some surprising you. you that's, you're not one that likes surprises, especially not when it comes to marriage and things like that. Now, when it comes to 8th house and Scorpio, 8th house deals with birth, death, sex, transformation, mysteries, inheritance, real estate, investments, and property. Now, when I say it deals with death, you can find out in there how you passed away in your past life. Um, Shit, I don't remember what the hell placement my 8th house was, but it did tell me in my past life, my immediate past life, I was murdered, which I already knew that because... You know, I do I do readings and shit, and I have dreams about things like that, so I um, can break down those things. But you can see how you passed away in the immediate past life. So just trigger warning if people are sensitive to shit like that. When you look into your eighth house deeply, you might end up seeing like, 
oh, you went by car accident or you went by drowning or war, like maybe you're a war vet or something like that. So just a trigger warning. It's not saying that that's going to happen in this lifetime. It's saying that's how you passed on to get into this lifetime. Now, that's what happened in the past life, okay? Um, it also could talk about your birth, how your birth was, if it was difficult, you know, with Scorpio in this particular placement, you could have had a difficult birth. I'm not going to lie. You could have had like the, um, your mother could have had complications. You could have had like a biblical cord around your neck or you could have had, um, you know, maybe she was trying to get you out and she couldn't do the, the vaginal way. So maybe she had to get a C-section or, um, you know, it was like different it's like oh wow that never really happens or you know maybe you were what's it called breach is it breach i think it's called breach when they come out head first or something like that it could have been like that when normally the babies come out feet first you could have been like a little different when you came out okay so there's that it also speaks about your transformation so with honestly the eighth house in scorpio you really good at um transforming so um, you could have a really dark upbringing where you had a lot of shit you had to go through throughout your childhood, your teenage life, and your young adult life. And then it's like your transformation is now that you got out of that energy, you're going to have brighter days and an easier life in your um, in your future moving forward. So it's like, damn, I've been through hell and back, and now you're able to like reap the benefits and reap the rewards. So now moving forward, you might be able to retire at a young age or you might be able to travel the world or explore and have brighter days so that's kind of that energy of like birth and death like rebirth is a transformation you know um you were one way before and now you have this complete 360 and now you're able to go out maybe you're able to travel more maybe you grew up in poverty and now you're a millionaire the first millionaire in the family something like that so it's like that has to do with that type of major transformation and scorpios is all about death I think I mentioned before that when you read tarot, Scorpio signs popped up, pops up as the death card. Like I said, um, Capricorns, we pop up as the devil card. So those two energies are like the darker energies out of all of the signs. Capricorn and Scorpio, we both pop up as like some dark shit. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's not a bad thing. That's just what your card is. So you represent death and transformation. So to have the eighth house in Scorpio is a very powerful thing. You can easily also transmute energy. So if somebody's sending you negative energy, people are talking, 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 you're going to use that to fuel your venture. So example of that, like, I don't even know if he has this placement or not, but this is just the energy that he gives me. I think he's a Libra actually, but um, uh, what's his name? Eminem. He took a lot of his hurt and pain and rapped about it. And he would talk about shit that went on in his life. And he would even talk about himself before the next person can talk about it. So that it's like, well, I done said everything that you're about to say. So what are you going to do now? You know what I'm saying? And he's not clowning himself. It's just like, yeah, I grew up here. Yeah, I was a trailer park kid. I was this, I was that. My mom was on drugs. You know, I grew up with my mom didn't have much housing, you know, like, what are you going to say now? You know, like, then nobody can check him on no shit. So it's kind of like, you know, you can see that, like, okay, survive, like surviving through all that kind of stuff. Look at his life now. He's a celebrity. You know, he's he can do whatever he wants to do, travel wherever he wants to travel. He has concerts and shit. Like, 
he went from that really dark past. And as you can see, a lot of the shit with 8 Mile and him talking about how he grew up in his childhood and his transformation into what he is now. So that's kind of like an example of what that looks like, pretty much. Um... Also, this has to do with an inheritance. So if you have any inheritance coming to you in this lifetime, even if you don't know where it's going to come from, if you have one that's owed to you or that will come to you eventually, it's going to be there. If you have any real estate, property, investments, it's going to be there in that placement. So I would say just look it up because with this, you may um, see that having Scorpio in the eighth house, you may see that you'll get a inheritance or property from um, like a will or a will and testament or like a trust fund or a living trust or, you know, something like that where it's like somebody passed on and left you everything or somebody passed on and um, you were a part of your grandparents' will or you were able to inherit your grandparents' land or you're able to marry into money or, you know, something like that. It'll tell you more details about that kind of stuff when you look into your eighth house. Um, yeah, that's why it's really important to to not just be going around telling everybody your charge. That's why I'm teaching y'all how to um, break down your own charts instead of going to people and paying them to do it because not everybody has good intentions. Like I've, I used to do that for people and help them understand our charts. Now I'm just doing it on a grander scale so I can teach a bunch of people at once. But I was the type of person, I'm not going to sit there and like tamper with your destiny because I see that you got an inheritance in your eighth house. Some people do that. Like they'll be like, oh, this person is due uh, an inheritance. So either they'll try to get with you and flirt with you and fuck with you because they know at some point in your lifetime you're going to be very well off because you got an inheritance and it says it in your eighth house some people if they're into spell work they'll go and try to do spell work to stop you from getting that and I know that because that's happened to me when I was pretty fresh in this spiritual um, game I thought everybody was loving light I didn't realize that some of the people I was going to to learn certain things they reasoned it against me so then I had to just keep studying and doing shit on my own and that's why I'm trying to teach y'all like you don't have to go to a astrologer or nothing to break it down yourself you can look that shit up yourself and then I'm kind of giving you the basics here and you can look into more details on your own but if you do see in your eighth house that you have um an inheritance it'll tell you where you might get it from from a marriage from marrying to from marrying into a family with wealth but in this case with Scorpio in this chart and then involving death nine times out of ten you'll probably get inherited um property real estate or something like that from a family member or something like that passing away and leaving you in their will and testament or living trust or something like that okay um let's see the ninth house is all about expansion and learning new ventures so you can notice if you have scorpio in a ninth house um you probably honestly will be into um looking into things that are new for you but are very like um the mysteries of the world like you want to know how the world works why things work in a certain way um it's like puzzle pieces. You're trying to put puzzle pieces together. You're really into probably occult knowledges, but also like um, like space, you know, like 
why is space the way it is why are planets the way they are why does our planet do this and like you have so many questions and you like to solve mysteries surrounding that um i feel like also this could also mean that when it comes to your expansion and your ventures that you're into you can be into things that are a little bit more taboo as well where it's like um how do i explain that um Shit, you might, like, want to own a Reiki healing place or, like, you might want to own, like, a spa that you can heal people or, like, you know, those retreats that people go on and take ayahuasca and stuff. You might be into that type of stuff where it's, like, shamanic. So it's, like, shamanic healing could be a thing, and that can be your adventure that you expand on and you're learning at the same time but you're interested in this and you fall deeply into it and you want to have your own you know you might be into spiritual oils and natural healing remedies and stuff and you want to learn about it but it's like the thing that you're learning about you want to expand on that and you know capitalize off of it who wouldn't want profit off of that but it's like your adventures and things that you're into is something that you're already into studying but it's deep it's not just like oh I want to learn how to knit so I'm just gonna knit no it's like okay I want to learn how to make waist beads and what each color means and how this means that if you got a waist bead here and it's this color and it's this culture and it's this and that and that and it's like you're going to learn everything and then you might start your own waist bead company you know or if you're into herbology and stuff like that you might want an apothecary and you have learned everything surrounding growing the plant um the magical properties the healing properties and stuff like that so now when people come to your apothecary to your store you they can be like hey i have a headache i keep having migraines i don't want to take tylenol or ibuprofen do you have anything in here that can help me you'll literally be able to just go to each um spice and herb and put them together something and tell them to drink it for a certain amount of time and now you're like that's your thing you learn something new that's your venture now and that's your expansion now you can grow and have a bunch of businesses like that or your own tea line or something you see what I'm saying like it's like that it's like whatever you're really into that you're learning that's new the reason that you're diving into it like so hard and you're thinking about creating a business off of it is because that's your expansion and nine times out of ten with Scorpio in this placement it's going to be something that's a little bit different from the world it's oh that's a hawk that's so cool um it's going to be things that's a little different from this world and a little, like, unorthodox, you know, a little different. It's like, oh, you opened up a tarot card selling store or you opened up um, this place that sells crystals or, you know, it's just like, yeah. And it's not just that you sell crystals. You can break down every crystal and be like, okay, somebody's like, yeah, I'm trying to tap into my psychic gifts and abilities more. I need to sleep better and see my dreams better. You're like, okay, go over there to that aisle, pick out this crystal, pick out that crystal, and then come back, and I'll teach you how to use it. Oh, you need to heal your energy. Get a sound bowl. And then, you know, like, it's like that, where it's like now you were learning at one point in time, and now you're so versed in it, you want to expand. So it's kind of like your passions are something that you're already interested in um, learning about. And then once you feel comfortable in it, that's what ends up being like your business ventures and things like that. So I hope that makes sense. We're almost done. I'm going to pause it here and then pick it up. Okay.
Okay, so let's do the last few houses and then we're done with the Scorpio and Scorpio placements. Okay, so 10th house is what we're on now. This is about your public image, your career achievements, and your professions. So I'm going to go back to... Um, <laughs> I'm going to go back to Drake, okay? Um, because obviously he lets it be well known that he's a Scorpio, right? His public image. Like, name one thing besides what he tells us that he that you really can tell. Of, you know, like, you don't really know much about him. You don't really know what he likes too much. You don't know what he dislikes too much. You don't really know about too much of his relationships unless the tabloids are able to chime in on it. And then even then, he still doesn't speak about it. Just because we suspect things about this man doesn't mean we really know things about him. Like, you know, um, I'm sure there's other Scorpios too, but he he's just obviously so easy just to straight go to. But, like, his public, public image is very mysterious. We know he's a rapper. We know he can sing. Um, we know he makes love songs and stuff. But it's like I said about, like, his child and his child's mother. We ain't know about that until the tabloids caught it, you know? Um, we didn't know a lot about him until it was, like, brought to attention because he's a celebrity. But if he was a regular person... People wouldn't know shit about that man. I'm not going to lie to you. And this is how that comes off with Scorpio in the 10th house. Your public image is very mysterious. Um, you do have a lot of career achievements. I do feel like it's like you're one of those people that are like, people would think is the underdog because they don't see you coming, but you're not the underdog. It's just the fact that they don't see you coming. When you rise to the top, it's like, it's like it seems like an overnight success, you know? It's like, whoa, this person just went viral or this song just blew up or like now you're in the millionaire's club. Now you're in the billionaire's club. And it's just like, wow, like who's this person? You came from left field. It's like nobody knew about you last year. And now all of a sudden you're just the talk of the town, the talk of the world, you know? So that's kind of like the energy of like 10th house with Scorpio. It's like, they didn't see you coming, your public image. They don't know much about you. They can't pry a lot of information out of you during interviews. You probably only answer questions you want to answer. And you can notice that people probably with this placement, um, 10th house, I'm, I'm not going to say I know for sure because I haven't looked up his chart. I don't look up a lot of celebrities charts like that unless I'm like attracted to them. But this is how the energy of um, Wayne, Lil Wayne, he gives me this energy, especially if you watched Lil Wayne growing up and watch his interviews and stuff. He's very um, selective. Yes, he's a Libra, but he could have this 10th house placement in Scorpio where um he don't like answering certain questions, and he'll tell you that, too. I'm not answering that. Or he'll, it like, if the person keeps forcing it, he'll, you'll see those claws come out or that stinger come out. So I bet you if I looked it up, he probably has 10th house in Scorpio because it's like, okay, I told you, skip to the next question. You now you going to repeat the question and ask me something I don't feel comfortable with asking. That's when you see him start snapping and kind of acting like, you know, and breaking their little feelings down and hurting their little feelings. I'm pretty sure, you know, seeing a couple interviews with Wayne, it's like, damn, dog, like, why you go for that juggler like that? But it's like he told you, I don't want to talk about that. And then people be playing with him and still trying to talk about it. So then he got to 
attack. He feels like, okay, I'm in defense mode now because this is something I feel like I'm protective of. You know what I'm saying? So that's the best um, example I can give. Like I said, I would have to look up if he actually has displacement, but that's the energy he gives me. So I would not be surprised. Um, When it comes to your professions, you're very professional. You know, you're very um, goal-oriented. You like to set goals and reach them. Um, And you don't stop till you get to the top. You don't care how long it takes. But the other thing is, like, um, yeah, people, it's like, if you don't want to answer certain things, especially if you're in the public or, you know, you have a certain image to uphold, if people are questioning that or trying to um, downplay it or trying to create a narrative around something, you're going to definitely snap. So one of those interviews, not one of those interviews, most of his interviews are like that. But that's an example of that energy. If you don't know what that looks like, go and watch a Lil Wayne interview. He'll be sitting there chilling. I think there was a, and there's hella interviews I watched growing up because he's from New Orleans like me. So he's like, he's a big idol, you know, for a lot of people out there. So I watched his whole journey from a long time ago, you know what I'm saying? And I watched all the interviews. That's like one of my favorite rappers. So he's very a matter of fact about it. He'll sit there. He'd be chilling, minding his business. You honestly can tell he don't really like to be there. He'll have his hoodie pulled down low or he's just kind of like, Lags chilling. He might got sunshades on. It's like very. I don't even want to be here. I'm getting paid to be here. Like what's his name, Marshawn Lynch? Like I got paid to be here, or they're paying me to speak, or something like that. Marshawn Lynch can also have this placement where he. It's not that he can't do interviews or he's illiterate or anything. He just don't want to talk. Like he don't want to do that. He wants to talk on the football field. Wayne wants to talk on records. He, you know, he expresses himself that way. But those personal questions, it's like I'm not answering that. I'm not answering that. Skip, skip, skip. And then if they keep annoying him and it's too personal, or he does, or he can tell that they want to create a narrative around a certain thing. He gonna snap on him. So go ahead and watch you a little way interview, and you see what I'm talking about. That's the energy that this particular tenth house placement with Scorpio has. That's the energy it gives off, where it's like, okay, I'm only here because I have to be. You know, for people that celebrities and stuff in the public eye, their um, their marketing team and their you know promoting team and things like that are like, hey, you gotta do this interview. It's gonna make you some money. You can do it. But he's going to do it the way he wants to do it. So even though, yes, he's getting paid to be here right now, he's going to control the situation because you're not about to just get on here and be like, how many babies' mamas you got? How many this? How many that? Did you do this to that person? How do you feel about this? It's like, now you too much in my fucking business. So when I said I want to answer, I'm not going to answer that. If you try to force it again, I'm going to snap. And then the whole situation is going to be a certain way. So... That's just an example of what that can look like. You can look into that more, but that's what it looks like, okay? 11th house in Scorpio. Debut to society, friends, colleagues, social circles. Um, Like I said, when it comes to this type of situation, um, your social circles are probably very small. You might have one or two, maybe three close friends that you trust. You know, um, when it comes to colleagues... Like I said, you probably keep a lot of that information to yourself. They probably don't know what you do at home, outside of work. You might be a whole nother person. You know, you might be a trap, trap, you listen to trap music and shit. 
before you walk into work or you listen to heavy metal before you walk into work and as soon as you get there you seem like this clean-cut guy or girl but then you leave and you're a whole nother person driving back home smoking a blunt like minding your business nobody knows what you do they just know okay this person shows up they're on time they're very professional but if they seen you outside of work it'd be like whoa I didn't know you were into this I didn't know you were into that like they would literally have to catch you at the event for them to even know anything about you, okay? Your social circles are very small, very selective. You probably have um, lifelong friends the same way that you are a certain way with your relationships where you want long-term commitment, long-term relationships. You don't like short flings. You also don't like this with your friends. You don't like people coming in and out. You're probably in this like, damn, everything is going back to Drake. No new friends, (laughs) Yeah, it's like, bro, he just expresses his Scorpio-ness in songs. So, no new friends. It's not just the fact that he just made that and it's a hit. It's like, no, he's literally like, he don't like fake love. He don't like no new friends. He's a certain way. So, he's just the easiest fucking Scorpio to talk about when I'm talking about this damn placement. But it's like, yeah, you don't like new friends. And if you do meet new friends, it's like... Say your homeboy or homegirl is a different sign from you. And they're like, yeah, I met this person, boop, 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 boop. And they want all of y'all to kick it. You'll probably be that friend that's telling the lifelong friend, hey, y'all can kick it. Don't invite me next time. I don't fuck with that person's energy. You'll probably be quiet and observe their energy the whole time and try to see if, what they're about. And if you don't like it, you're not fucking with it. And even if you kind of like them, you probably still won't fuck with it because you don't trust people. You have to get to know them on your own just because your friend circle may um, on their side, on their end, you might be one of their friends. Um, and then they have several other friends. You like, Mm-mm, I know this friend and that friend. You probably have friends since elementary, middle school, high school, and they're still your friends, lifelong friends. They never traded up on you. They never switched up on you. Y'all might have disagreements or arguments, but y'all can always resolve it and get back down to the fact that you guys are lifelong friends. Now, that person is a different sign than you have different energy so they might be open to new friends and getting to know new people you're not about that life so when they try to pull you into it you can feel very uncomfortable you can be standoffish you don't want to get to know them you know they're like damn you don't like nobody to bring around yeah because i don't want new friends i got my friend my one two three friends i'm cool with that cool you know like (laughs) that's just how it is same with colleagues you don't really want to get to know your colleagues you don't care about them enough you might interact with them because you're probably a team player and stuff at work you want to make sure the job gets done in an efficient way but you're not about to be like oh yeah bro let's go have a drink after work unless they were already your friend of like a long-term friend of yours you know you just work with your friends so it's yeah it's like no mm mm-mm and I can admit having um, Scorpio in my chart, I'm like that too. I go to work, especially when I used to work nine to fives. I go to work, I do my job, I go home. People be trying to get to know me and talk to me and stuff. And I just be looking at them like, baby, I just want to listen to my favorite song and eat my fucking noodles or something. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> um, or they'll try to like be like, oh, what do you do? And I don't want to tell them, oh, yeah, I smoke bud every day, you know, because I don't trust you. So I just be like, oh, yeah, I'm boring. So... People at my old jobs and shit be thinking I'm hella boring. I don't do this and that. And I'm like, I'm a whole gremlin after work. I might go and rob somebody. Like, especially when I was younger. Like, I was bad. So, I'm like, I'm not about to tell you I'm about to go to the trap. 
I'm not about to tell you I'm about to go rob somebody later. I'm not about to tell you this phone I got. I stole it from somebody a couple days ago. Like, mind your business. I'm not about to tell you about I got a backwood rolled up in the car and I smoke on lunch breaks. That's my business. Just know that when I come in here and I'm busting through the line or I'm busting through work, that's my job. I let my I let my job and my worth ethic speak for my for me, you know? So even though I don't have this particular placement, when you have the energy in your chart at all, that's why sometimes it rubs off on other houses or other things too. So with me with Scorpio on my chart, I'm very much so like that. I don't I observe, I watch everybody's behaviors at work. There's some people I notice, oh yeah, this motherfucker smoke. Like and then I, you know, I'll be kind of cool with them a little bit, but I still don't tell them everything because it's like, I don't trust you like that, you know? <laughs> like, I think uh, when I was younger, I worked at, like, this place called Taco Time. It's out here in the um, the Pacific Northwest. It's, I think it's only based out here. And, um, and I worked around a lot of Hispanic folks, and they spoke a lot of Spanish. For the most part, I could understand Spanish, um because I was almost really fluent in it. It's a long story, but I can understand it like a motherfucker, especially I'll break it down in my head. If I remember certain words, I'll understand the basis of what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? And I I know mota means weed, you know? And they would always talk about like, you know, she smokes mota, she smokes mota. Like, you know, she's high. Cause at that place, we would be able to make our own food on breaks and, like, if we messed up a burrito or something like that and we have to redo it, instead of throwing it away, they'll let you have it. So you can just put it to the side. You can have it for your lunch break or something. And if it was slow, we could eat, you know. But when the customers came, we had to get back to work. And I would be in there higher than a motherfucker. You know, I was in high school. I think I was, like, 16, 17 years old when I had that job. So it was like I was in high school. My high school was right across the street from my first job. So... Yeah, I'm about to smoke before I come to work and smoke on my break and shit, you know? But they knew because of how much I used to eat. <laughs> and they're like, she smokes mota, mota, mota. And I remember telling them, like, they was like, do you? And they asked me, like, they spoke English and asked me, but I heard them talking about it in Spanish the whole time. I'm like, nah, man, I don't smoke. What you talking about? They're like, why you eat so much? I'm like, bro, I'm 17. Like, you know, I'm growing. I'm hungry and shit. We have nasty food at the cafeteria. I'll say anything. But I'm not about to tell you I'm high, dog. Like, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like shit like that. Uh, you keep that type of shit like to yourself. How you present yourself to the world is like, you don't need to know my business like that, you know? I'll tell you that, I'll tell y'all that shit now because it's like, I don't care. I was like a kid. But if people came up to me and asked me, I'm like, no. Why do you need to know that about me? You know, even if it's a stranger or something, like, you know, in school, I used to be known as, like, a big stoner, a big piehead, you know? And it's like, that wasn't because I wanted everybody to know that. It's like, people talk, you know? But if it came to me, I'm like, why are you telling everybody my business? So it's like, oh, I heard you got butt. I heard this, I heard that. I'm like, you heard wrong. If I ain't trust them, I'd be like, you heard wrong. I ain't got no butt. But then they'll see me smoking after school, you know? So it's like I'm very secretive, selective about certain things. Then they like, why you lie to me? I'm like, I ain't really lie to you. I just don't care to smoke with you. I don't want to be around you. I don't trust you. You come off like a snitch or something. And I have got snitched out before. Like, you know, people would tell the teachers and shit. Or I got searched. You know, I had a couple times they searched my lockers. And 
all types of shit, man. They used to search me every time I come back into that school. It was annoying, so I used to just not bring the shit on me no more. I just had a, another locker I would put it in that was somebody else's. So when they searched my shit, all they see would, would all they would see would be books or something, you know. Or I would smoke it all, and then I had a whole kit like. I had Altoids and spray and hand sanitizer and all types of shit, perfume and shit, so they couldn't tell because I got searched so much because, like I said, if I didn't want people to know I smoke, even though it's obvious I do, then I wouldn't tell them. And then people would snitch on me, and then it's like, ah, now, now I see why I didn't want you to smoke with me because you're one of those, you know? So it's like how you come off to people is one way, but how you really are is another way. I don't give a fuck if I had a weed shirt on. No, I don't smoke. If I don't fuck with you, don't ask me that type of shit. So that's kind of like that with that, too. Your social circles are very limited, you know. Even for me, like, uh, I talk about this a lot, how I grew up mostly around dudes. I I could trust dudes more than I could trust females. And obviously, y'all could see why. But even the selective females I had in my friends, that was like me trying to explore new friends because I'm like, ah, uh, you know, uh, you know, the lady that raised me is like, you know, you got to have other friends and just guys all the time. But if I would have just stuck with my natural mind and I wouldn't have been around these females, I might not have been going through half the shit y'all hear on my podcast because every time I'm in the presence of a female, some weird shit, when I be around dudes, it's more like we're just chilling. It's a protective vibe. It's different, you know? So it's like I don't have Scorpio in every placement, but the ones I did have placements in, it's like, damn, like I should have went with my first mind because I could have avoided a lot of this shit. So I kind of tried to expand my social circles and that didn't work out. And that could be with this person, with this Scorpio in the 11th house, too. Like, you could have noticed from past mistakes, okay, when I tried to expand my social circle, it didn't go, like, how I thought it was going to go. So, I'm not about to do that shit. So, I'm good with these couple little friends. They ain't never switched up on me. They loyal. Cool. You know, you're like a loyal to the soil type person. But colleagues and stuff, even your friends, your friends might not even know. Unless it's, like, your best friend. Your friends might not even know nothing about your love life, your relationships, your interpersonal things, um, personal things going on with your family and at home and stuff. They might not even know that unless, like, that's your best friend. But a regular little friend that you see here and there, an acquaintance, you might link up with them to have fun. But you're not going to tell them, oh, yeah, bro, I came from this type of past. And, yeah, my mom and my dad was, like, this raising me. You're not going to tell them that shit, you know what I'm saying, with this type of placement in the 11th house. And lastly, 12th house in Scorpio, this deals with your unconscious, your past life, um, invisible karma, invisible enemies, psychological things, fears, and impulses. So now I can speak on this one because this is actually the house that I have Scorpio in. But this house that I have Scorpio in, it kind of sometimes trickles into other placements because... um, it's just a very powerful fucking placement to have Scorpio in, okay? So, unconsciously, I do come off like a Scorpio sometimes because of this placement. When it comes to my past lives, uh, with Scorpio in a 12th house, you have some dark-ass past lives. And I mentioned this before, how, you know, I come from bloodlines of magic, people that do sorcery, magic, 
voodoo, hoodoo, things like that, Santeria, Yoruba, Santa Marte, all that kind of stuff, fairy magic, all that kind of shit, shamanism, that's all in my bloodline. My mom and dad's family, uh, my dad's side, they're from Italy originally, they moved to New Orleans. My mom's side, I think they were always in New Orleans, you know, because they were like native, and she got Creole in her, my birth, my biological parents is what I'm talking about. Um, so it's like, um, they both got Italian in them, but it's like their people came from Italy and came to New Orleans, but everybody is from New Orleans. Like I would probably be like, what, like the fourth generation. I think that's the fourth generation. I'm technically the fourth generation of, um, them being in America on one side and the fourth generation of them being in New Orleans, Louisiana from my biological parents, right? So it's like, um, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, when it comes to my past lives and my bloodline and stuff, I have a lot of this magical shit that runs deep. And I'm pretty sure, positive, because of all my past life readings I did on myself, I have a lot of dark magic I did that was not really loving, light, and healing people. It was fucking people up, sometimes for no reason, just because I have Scorpio in my uh, 12th house, so, you know, they said something that rubbed me the wrong way, and I might not have immediately came back with the clap back, but when I do do something, I'm going to fuck you up with it, and nine times out of ten, it involves sorcery and magic, so that's why a lot of the attacks and spiritual stuff going on with me in this current lifetime still, as we're speaking, people are still doing spells on me. I see this shit in my dreams, you know, so it's like, Unconsciously, you'll see that shit in your dreams too, by the way. Because with this Scorpio placement and all water signs, if something's happening, you are easily to see secrets of other people, what's going on behind your back, future predictions, prophetic dreams. You know, you'll see that type of shit in dream time. So you might think your dreams are weird or whatever, but it's like it's telling you something. Um, you might have dreams of your past lives, why certain things happen to you or why certain triggers are for you. If you don't like war movies and stuff and you don't understand why, but then you have a dream that you're a part of a war, now you understand that's a past life of yours. You could have died in war, you could have lost somebody in war. So unconsciously, when you're sleeping, you don't realize this is why you're having dreams of this or this is why you don't like movies like, you know, Jarhead or... uh what was that one movie? Alone or fuck, I forgot. It was like the movie was like the dude was at war and all his fucking friends died. And he was the last one and he was like going against all the enemies and he ended up dying. You might that shit might trigger you, you know what I'm saying? That's why. And you'll probably see it in dream time. Your karma is very invisible. You have invisible enemies, like for me. Like I said. I was around all these people thinking they were my friends, but they were hitting enemies. So it takes for you to separate yourself out of that crew for you to realize, oh, these motherfuckers never did like me. Like, it was like, you know, that backstabber energy that's smiling your face. They want to take your place. They'll backstab you. Like, you know, do shit behind your back. Um, When you have displacement um, in Scorpio, a lot of your karma and stuff like that is very dark. A lot of your um, hidden enemies and stuff have very dark feelings towards you 
but they're not going to let you know that. So you would literally have to separate yourself from those people. And some of y'all on your spiritual journey probably have, and you realize none of these hoes like me. (laughs) None of these motherfuckers like me. Like, why was y'all around me then? And it's just like, you know, what they say, like, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer, you know? So it could have been a situation like that with you. Um... Like I said, you might have fears or impulses and things that you don't understand why you don't like it or why you have a fear of this. Like, example for me, and you can look into this yourself, but like for me, I know my past lives. If you're if you are a reader or you do pull cards or something like that and you got a past life reading, um, it'll help you understand certain things too. I mean, you can always hit me up, and I, you feel me? I'm going to charge your ass, but, you know, I'll do a past life reading for you. I just did was for somebody the other day. But, like, um, like certain fears and impulses and stuff that you have, it also stems from that as well. So I had a fear of um, fire, and it was weird because I don't know how to explain it. It was not, like, a fear of actual fire. But it's like a fear of being set on fire. Um, And I realized I had that happen to me in a past life. um, That I was part of a coven or something. And we got burned because we were witches, you know. I had a past life of that. And I seen it in a dream. And then when I did a reading on it, it made sense. Like, oh, that's why I kind of get a little scared when I'm sparking up a a fire. in the fireplace you know it's like I'm healing that but it's still like oof like when it gets a little too close or it's a little too dangerous it's a little scary when I'm at bonfires and shit I like looking at the fire and stuff but it's like I don't like it when people start amping up the fire too much and it gets too big or a little too crazy it freaks me out a little bit and it's because naturally unconsciously I have a fear from that fire in my past life you know um, even with ovens, like, I don't know if they had something with an oven, but I grew up having the fear of, like, falling into an oven or something, or, like, you know how you're cooking and the kitchen's kind of a certain size, and you're trying to take something out the oven and somebody's walking behind you. Oh, my God, I used to cuss out my little sister growing up with her all the time, or I used to be like, man, stop walking behind me when you see me trying to reach into the oven, like, and I didn't understand why I was snapping on her like that. But then I learned, like, okay, that type of energy, that was a fear of mine because unconsciously something happened in the past life that had to do with me falling in the oven or getting pushed into the oven or, like, burning my hands like that. So I used to snap at her all the time growing up, and she would, like, literally be like, all right, man, I'll just stand out here. I'm like, yeah, stand right there. Like, don't cross this threshold, dog, until I'm done taking the shit out the oven like it's like a trigger and I didn't understand why but now I do since I started to learn about my past lives and all the different shit that happened to me but it was like it's just an unconscious fear like where the fuck that come from and I never fell into this shit you know growing up I, I ain't never got close to falling in it or nothing but it was just like that fear of somebody walking behind me bumping into me and I'm just bang you know so it's like shit like that. Like you just don't, you can't quite understand why you're afraid of something or why something feels uncomfortable for you or or you impulsively like yell or bitch at somebody or go off on somebody for something that it's like, damn, what's your problem? You know, I'm just trying to fucking get some juice out the refrigerator. But it's like, you know, I snapped on her. So it's like you can have little shit that you do like that and you can't understand why. And psychologically it's because 
your soul never forgets. Energy never dies. It just transforms. So even though you're in a different body this lifetime, you might be a different gender. You might be into different shit. Your soul can remember that fire. You getting burned in a past life. So that's why I fear that type of shit. Um, you know, I don't fuck with firecrackers and stuff because I probably had a past life dealing with an explosion or a bomb or something like that. I just don't do it. I like looking at them. They're cool. But, like, people be like, oh, you want to you wanna do the firecracker? I'm like, nah, I look at it, bro, because it's like, I don't know. It's like that fear of, like, I'm going to do it and it's going to blow up my hand or blow up my face. So I probably have, I, I know I for sure I have, like, war past lives while I was in war. So I probably didn't throw the grenade on time. Or I probably stepped on a mime or, you know, something like that where it's like an explosion, blew up, something happened shit like that. I can only explain it with my situation. Your fears are going to be different. I'm not saying that you have these same fears, but I'm trying to give you a picture of what that looks like unconsciously. So when I'm, it's 4th of July or Juneteenth and, you know, New Year's and people are doing their thing and I'm out with my friends and, well, I don't fuck with people now, but you know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, they're like, why don't you want to light off a fucking firework? Why don't you want to do this? I'm like, nah, I'm good. Now that I learned about this shit, now I can understand why I said that, you know? So this is a really, really, really deep healing portion of your houses that you can find out your unconscious psychological fears and impulses and, like, why that happens and you can heal through them. And the more you start to look into it and read it and possibly if you're into readings, get somebody that's really good at doing past life readings so they can explain a lot of things that's going on with you then that can help you heal it and move forward, okay? Um, If you have any past lives that come up and you were a witch or a warlock or into the occult and you have a fear of practicing, because this was another thing that was going on with me where I was um, afraid most of my life to tell people I was psychic. Even though I would see things in my dreams, I would just, it would just come off like I had a really good intuition or I just knew things. But I would never be like, growing up, I would never be like, yeah, bro, I'm psychic. Now I'm like comfortable with saying that shit, you know, because I had to heal that part. And it was like a witch's wound because nine times out of ten, if you have a past life doing that, it's like um, they were ostracized. There was witch hunts, you know, people would kill you if you said you were a seer or a witch or an oracle or anything like that. Like you would literally get killed for your gifts. So it's like a lot of um, people that's into that type of stuff or have those gifts naturally they either pretend they don't have it or they don't speak about it until they heal their witch's wound is what it's called because your past life remembers oh man nah see fuck that the last time i said this i got hung for this shit i got burned alive or you know whatever and it's like bro we're in a different day and age you know what i'm saying like you can say it this time and like if you're into this shit you can say it and not have to worry about that type of shit happening to you and you have a community of people that's also coming out. I'm not talking about the people that's doing it for a trend, but there's people that's like authentic with the shits, you know? And it's like, you know, other people are coming out and speaking their 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 piece about it. So yeah, you can be like, yeah man, should I have visions of this and that happening? I can talk to people that pass along. I can see some people can literally see spirits and see dead people, but they don't want to say that because past life they thought they was crazy they might have been put in a psych ward so you might have fears of saying certain things like that just because of society norms and also because of a past life thing so a lot of these 
things that happened in your past life, you could have had a very dark thing too. Like you could have got murdered in the past life. You know, this also with Scorpio in 12th house, um, I mentioned that I was murdered in one of my past lives. Shit, I probably was murdered in multiple past lives. I shared that shit on one of these fucking episodes when I was talking about my deranged ex. I was like, you know, um, I had an ex that was, you know, we were cool for a while and we had a little fling in the summertime and then we just kind of stayed, you know, if he was single, I was single, we would get together type shit. And when I recently broke up with him, like, or, like, broke it off because we weren't together. I broke it off with him, like, a couple years ago when I started to tap into my spirituality. I started to notice he was doing some creepy shit. Like, he was popping up around my house. Or I'd be like, oh. He'd be like, he, I knew he lived on a complete other side of town. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm in your area. And I'm like, oh, that's what's up. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not in control of where you go. But it's like. No, he literally meant, like, no, I'm sitting in the parking lot across from your apartments. Like, nigga, why you sitting over there? Like, you stalking low-key, you know? Shit like that. So it started to trigger certain memories for me from his situation. I started to have dreams about him and what he did to me in my past life. And this nigga was psychotic. You got to listen to, if you're not scared, because, like I said, some of my um, episodes are kind of deep and scary. But if you're scared, don't listen to that. <laughs> But he turned me into, like, a human voodoo doll in my past life and, like, held me hostage in, like, a fucking basement or something. So he was, like, his soul is, like, a little deranged and crazy. And I don't know what the fuck he was into. I do know in this lifetime he did some spell work on me with his girlfriend he was with. And that's a whole story. But it's like, okay, that's why... I thought I was feeling nervous around him because it was butterflies and shit, but sometimes butterflies are not like a lovey-dovey feeling. Sometimes butterflies are like, you know, your body trying to unconsciously tell you like, hey, you went down this road before. This motherfucker's crazy. So it took me to step outside of that energy and cut the person off to realize, oh, you were stalking me. Yeah, okay. That's what, you know, and I had a lot, I still have a lot of people that stalk me and shit to this day. And it's just like, uh, it's annoying, but this could stem from a past life of something going on or them being obsessed or even for a lot of them, they're not spiritual like me. So they don't under, they don't even probably understand why the fuck they're stalking me, you know, or why they're obsessed with my energy or why they're obsessed with doing magic against me. But for me, studying this 12th house and doing past life readings and stuff, I know why. And it's because... I did something to them in the past life, and they're like, I know that little bitch. I'm going to get her back. I'm going to do spell work on her. I'm going to do defamation of character. I'm going to talk about her all the time on the internet. I'm going to try to make people not like her. Why? Because I probably fucked them up in the past life, physically or spiritually or both. And their soul remembers that. So they're my invisible enemy. This is karma that I'm going through, you know, from a past life. So all that type of shit especially with Scorpio. That's not all past lives. You know, you can have a different placement in your 12th house, and we'll get to that with the different placements we're doing, like the different zodiac signs that's in that house. But baby, with Scorpio, if you have this 12th house, trust me, your life probably sounds a lot like mine right now. And probably that's why you probably listen to me like, I'm not the only one going through this, you know? Like, oh my God, I'm going through that too. I, you know, I got people attacking me with spiritual warfare. 
I bet you if you do a past life reading, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, you was a dark witch. Or you, even if you didn't do the practice yourself, you could have paid somebody else to do some dark shit to somebody, you know. And now you have to pay for that in this lifetime by enduring it yourself and seeing how that feels. So all the attacks I be going through, I endure it myself. I kind of just... I just know how to protect myself naturally, so it just easy breezy, barely touches me. But some people can really be going through a hard time and it really be affecting them. So if you're going through that and you realize that, learn about your past lives. Learn about the gifts. Learn about how to protect your energy with certain crystals or certain different things that you can do. Whatever gods, goddesses, religion-based, whatever you do, if you Christian and you practice that and you pray and pray that shit away you know wear a cross i don't know but it's like if you're going through spiritual warfare you can protect yourself you don't have to just get beat up by people sending you spiritual things all the time and hexes and stuff it's like learn about it so you can know what's happening and then protect yourself in whichever way you're comfortable you know if you're like i'm gonna pray to archangel michael and gabriel and raphael and just ask for protection i'm not into this spell work cool you know, (laughs) but if you are, then learn how to cleanse your energy, take a spiritual bath, take, you know, use some bath salts, use some crystals, play a certain frequency, cleanse your energy like that, you know, there's different things you can do, but if you're going through warfare, and it's intense, and you have this um, Scorpio in your 12th house, you should definitely be trying to um, protect your energy in any way possible, like I said, I'm never going to force nobody to take a spiritual bath or nothing like that. Do what makes you comfortable. If you grew up Christian, Catholic and stuff, pray to whatever saints and archangels and, you know, who you believe in. Get that get that squared away. If you ask for help, you'll receive help. But if you just sitting there and you're like, damn, my whole life is falling apart. I don't understand why. And you're like, I'm not doing anything. I'm trying my hardest. And you see that you got 12th house in Scorpio, 9 times out of 10, they're attacking you because you attacked them in a past life. So figure out what you got to do religious-wise or spiritual-wise so that you can protect yourself. You know, if you're more into this shit and your spirit team says fight back, then fight back, you know. But just learn about that a little bit because some of you guys are going through it because it's like you're just getting punched. And since you never looked into your um, natal chart, you don't understand why everybody's attacking, why everybody's ostracizing you and coming against you. And it's like, it, it, the answer is right there in your birth chart. You know, it says it. Like, literally, birth charts are about what you're supposed to be, the different things you're into, your different gifts. It's like a, like a blueprint of your life. So you can have, like a, a, like, a way to navigate through this world. Like, okay, this is why I do this. Oh, this is why I'm attracted to that person or these people. Or this is why I act this way. Or okay, I'm going to be, this is why I'm looking into this type of stuff now, or I'm drawn to this stuff or whatever. It's all there, past life, current, future, gifts, hidden gifts, spiritual things, everything's in that chart. So I hope with this first part of this series that I'm going to be doing, it helped you guys understand that on a deeper level. But that's all that I have for Scorpio and Scorpio placements with the houses and the different placements and things like that. Um, I hope you guys understood your chart a lot more. And like I said, if you don't have no Scorpio in your chart, then stay tuned for the different 
zodiacs that I break down moving forward that you may have in your chart. But we're going to definitely start with the water signs. Um, The next episodes will be about the cancer energies when I do these. If I do any other readings in between, then that's that. But when I'm teaching the self-knowledge ones, you can look out for the placements that you have in your charts. And I already taught you how to look that up. So that's your job moving forward. But Scorpio and Scorpio placements, love you guys in your dark, mysterious ways. I can definitely relate to a lot of it because I have it in my chart. So it's just the easy mesh. Some people are scared of y'all. Some people scared of my ass because I'm a Capricorn. They think I'm fucking evil and devil, but it's okay. Um, We mesh very well. Scorpios and Capricorns, we get along very well. Um, But I hope you guys, you know, learned a lot from this. If you know somebody that could benefit from this information, go ahead and share that episode, of course. I'm always here to um, teach you guys, but also I want you to look shit up yourself. You know, don't be lazy. You can look it up yourself and get more details, all right? So, I hope you enjoy your day. Take care of yourself and continue learning. You can never know too much. Peace.